Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill, and I am your host for the show. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, share with your friends. And as we always do, I start with a quote that ties into the guest. Today's quote is by Buddha. Just as a candle cannot burn without fire, men cannot live without a spiritual life. I'm really excited about introducing you to my guest who has been on this spiritual journey and is a serial entrepreneur. He's got a lot going on. So I'll introduce him now. His name is Tony Baniuto or Tony B. He's been an entrepreneur from the age of six. He has a company right now called Nudocrete. I think I butchered that, but I'm going to ask him to clarify it. It's about lightweight concrete that you put under foundation. He can share that. He also has another business called Good Doggy Treats. And he is almost finished with his recovery coach certification. He's been on a spiritual journey uh, since June of 18. He's been to India. He's done a lot. And I think we're going to have a great time hearing some of the wisdom in his journey and what you can take away from it to use in your life. Hey, Tony B, welcome. Hi, Heather. Thank you for the intro. Oh, my pleasure. I'm excited to have you on the show, and I don't even know where to begin. I love the quote. Yeah, isn't it great? I love yeah. that. It ties in the fire and your, the spiritual life. I thought it was pretty good. So, so did I butcher the name of your company? Crete. Nope, absolutely not. I got it right. Amazing. Okay. So I guess we're going to delve uh, you know, deeper in just a moment, but let's start with this whole entrepreneurial thing because a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs. What did you do at age six? I feel for that. <laughs> hmm. What? Uh, so I um, I would I would sell lemonade, and I was oh. just talking to a friend um, about owing them ten bucks, and I'm like, yeah, you remember the people that owe you money, but you not, you forget about um. What you remember the people that owe you money, but you forget about the ones you owe money to because I forgot that I owed them 10 bucks. <laughs> but for my whole life, a woman came by with three kids, bought my lemonade, and didn't have her wallet, told me she'd come back, and never came back. Oh my gosh, are you yeah. serious? <laughs> three, three glasses of lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> You'll run into her one day in the grocery <laughs> store and be like, hey, I, I need three bucks. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I, but you've done a lot of different things since then. I was delivering newspapers with one of those handle bag um, bags. Well, handlebar bags on my Huffy banana seat bike. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not That's trying to date myself, but I, I yeah, am. Yeah, no way. <laughs> you have a few years of wisdom under your belt. That's We'll just leave it at that, okay? <laughs> So good doggy treats. What, my favorite. How did that come about? It's a passion. Yeah. It, it's been it's been my side gig, which is now becoming my daily routine more and more. So, you know, I, I built this little side gig just because Nudocrete is a is a hard working construction prod process that um, homeowners use to improve their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in construction, working with my dad. 
um, never took a paycheck other than the one he gave me or we shared uh, until this day. I don't even know what a W-2 is, but besides that, um, Good Doggy Treats was an online business and I could sell um, dog treats online. So for about 15 years, I've been looking for an online business and never came across it. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, our, my wife and I have a, a four pound chihuahua and they, she had teeth pulled and very picky dog. So the vet suggested I boil her chicken and we did. And then I heard about dehydrating. So dehydrated her some chicken. She loved it. And not too long after that, <laughs> my wife kicked me out of our kitchen. Um, so I went to my construction warehouse and we are currently occupying 7,000 square feet in Brookfield, Connecticut, manufacturing one ingredient, dog treats, chicken breast. And um, we just came out with a one pound bag. So it's the business is growing. Um, we have a contract with Amazon or we're, we're, Amazon's taking us, even though it's not my favorite route because we have our own online business. But, you know, you got to get um, distribution out there. So. It's one of our paths. Well, I think that's fantastic. And one of the things that um, people listen for are innovative ideas, right? And so what you did there is, first of all, you you found a need. Well, your your dog helped you find a need. Mm -hmm. And you found a way to fulfill that need and to solve a problem. And that's what people do, right? And, And as you... As you search, you know, people who are out there looking for business ideas, it's always best if you're searching for something that's kind of close to you, close to your heart. And I'm sure you love your dog very much. And so that really helps to when you're when you're starting a business to have that aspect of it as well. Right. I really believe you have to have um, passion. If you don't love what you do, if you don't love your job, quit right now. Yeah. Quit. Tell your boss you're done. Go find something you love to do, it's, even if it's less money, because yeah. happiness isn't about stuff and things. Your life is short. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, might as well not even do it. I love that. You know, that's so it's what I talk about all the time. But I love people are going to think I paid you to come on here and yeah. say that because I tend to be a little bit softer with it. Let's make the transition. You're like, no, just quit. I love it. That's fantastic. From now on, I'm going to say, well, Tony B yeah. said that you have to quit if you're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so how I, was I it? Say, I say, think it, make it. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Do where it. your focus is, you and I both agree very strongly in the spiritual side of being able to choose your world, right? By choosing your thoughts and how about you, we'll just dive right into your spiritual journey a little bit because you've got some am- amazing concepts on this that you've brought to my attention. Yeah, there's so much to it. Um, and I haven't even scratched the surface, but I'll tell you, probably the most important thing is consistency. Practice, <laughs> practice, 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 practice. And that's a word that kind of turns my stomach a little bit, but... <laughs> It's just do it every day, little tiny pieces and add to it the next day. You know, I, I when I started meditating, I couldn't sit still for five seconds, no less a minute. Now I, I, I do a full 45 minutes a day That's awesome. in meditation. I do a uh, exchange my nostrils. So I breathe in one nostril, breathe out, breathe in the other nostril. So I, I get my, uh, it's, it's like um, 
I get centered by keep because one one is the moon and one is the sun. Basically, I don't want to get too deep. One is sleep and one is awake and one is energy and one is uh, rest. So mm-hmm. you got to balance that first, oh, and awesome. then and then I go into a quiet fifteen minute meditation. Then I um, and that usually goes more, but then I open my eyes and I do an open eye stare meditation, which is where I found my spirituality. This last uh, couple of years was in the woods. I stared at a leaf for 10 minutes and I could tell you about my mentor that brought me there. But the point is, if you stare with your eyes open, you go into this vortex, you, you can actually see through it. It's like almost like this fog comes that you are in that, you know, your reality is not reality and that you find because your eyes are the, uh, are the inlet for your own reality. So if you can see past that, um, you can get to a, a, a vortex or a, a universal energy. You can get, you can really find uh, your energy out there. And then I do 15 minutes of yoga. I do sun salutations every morning. So that's my hour. That's great. You know, I, I'm going to go back for a second because yeah. I, I, I'm familiar with the balancing and and uh, all of that, but the the vision part of it, I, it's really interesting. I hadn't heard that part, and you know, I think that I talk sometimes about what we see is not always what is reality, and so you have to come from a place of feeling. And I find it really interesting. So if you if you wanted, did you learn that technique here or in India, or where did you learn that? Yeah, um, I'm not sure if we're going to talk about exactly how I got to where I am. and, and um, We I can talk having, about whatever you well, want, my dear. Yeah, so for, for a large part of my last years, I had secrets that um, by, I, I believe I thought it to be because I was so not happy with the secrets I was keeping. Um, I got, I kind of got found out, right? But it was a biggest relief, weight off my shoulder. It was a huge, huge opening to a new opportunity and to be the person I always wanted to be. So when my secrets got found out, it wasn't like, oh, I'm happy and I'm okay and everything's good. No, it was horrible. It was the most pain until my dad just passed away, but it was the most pain I ever felt in my entire life. And it was excruciating. And I couldn't, I I didn't get out of bed for two days. And that's, you know what, that's, if you know me, that's not me. I'm up at 444 every morning and I go to bed at midnight or 1230 um, every day. So I get a lot, 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 minimal rest. Mm -hmm. Wow. The point was that I, I started listening to motivational videos one day. I just said, I can't do this. And it was like Tony Robbins and Les Brown and. I came across this guy who, Eric Ho, um, who has now changed his name to Master Ashari, which is a a huge, imagine going through life and then changing your name to get to the next level. Yeah, pretty big, yeah. To get to the next level, to to like stir it up again and go at it in a, Mm. you know, really connected way. So um, I heard him talking. Because, you know, YouTube kind of just flows to the next video. And he was saying, find a find a comfortable place to sit, find a leaf in a tree, stare at the leaf and the leaf will. 
become bright. And then the rest of the background of the tree will disappear into like a gray fog. And then the leaf will disappear and the tree will come bright. And then after a few minutes, everything will become this gray, gray, like cloudy kind of vision of, I felt like I could actually put my hand through it into a different world, literally that day, my first time doing it. Wow, that's and, neat. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps all up and down. My my hair on my legs are standing up right now. But it was really cool. Like I, you know what? Here I am. I'm a I'm a construction. I grew up in construction. Yeah, I have a high school education. I went to a technical high school, so I have a trade or I took a a trade drafting, but I'm really good with my hands. Um, my reading and writing is not huge. Um, point is that I didn't ever really have an education, so I, I didn't know, like, I didn't read a book and then this happened. This is like my real life story. I, You were talking before about um, <laughs> becoming, uh, like, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur until Mm -hmm. like the buzz started in the like nineties, early nineties. You were just doing your thing. You didn't know that that's what you, people were labeling. (laughs) And actually it wasn't cool back then. Now everybody Uh. wants to be an entrepreneur. They rent Lamborghinis (laughs) and go on YouTube and throw money at people and they have nice cars. And you know what? It's not what it's all about, man. It's about a grind and a hustle. Yep. Yeah. That's true. But what you're saying is that it doesn't matter where you are or what you know, you can follow the spiritual journey and learn from other people, right? Yeah, we all have it in us. Yeah, we sure do. Now, I want to go back uh, to one this. More, if, I, if you wouldn't mind, I just want to say if uh, during my dad's passing, my mm-hmm. dad was my business partner in Nudo Creek for 35 years. I spent more time with him than my mom, meaning when he was awake, for sure. She got him when he was sleeping. So he was not only my best friend, but a really, really close, uh, astronomically close to me. Um, And when I was holding his hand, I I administered all his hospice and his drugs. And I didn't leave his bedside for nine solid days. I really came to realize that we're not our bodies. Mm-hmm. And his passing was so beautiful and amazing. And my sisters tell the story way better than me. And um, it was crazy how he went. Um, two two days before he died, he stopped like talking and was just breathing, you know. Um, and we really he was coming and going like out, in and out of his out of his purpose if you will, but the real purpose wasn't to be here. It was to learn what he did and then go. And it was like the timing of everything that's happened to me over the last two years has just been amazing. And only because I became willing to follow my gut, my intuition, my heart and listen to it and realize these are opportunities. This is something that's, this is a message that I need to know. And it wasn't like I woke up one day and said, I'm going to just be more spiritual. No, it, it's coming to me and it, it's really enjoyable. I mean, <laughs> believe I, the more I stand still, the more I get. I used to go 
push my will. I always said I, I was taking that square peg and shoving it in that round hole. Mm-hmm. I've put Especially. the round peg, the round hole in the square peg in the corner. And when I go back, the, the square pegs becoming round. You know, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I stand still and stuff happens more than if I keep moving. Everybody looks at me like I move so fast. I'm really slow in my mind lately. Mm-hmm. I get a lot done. I take massive action. Huge amounts of stuff done, um, including making this interview happen f- for me to be able to be um, gifted to be on your podcast. And I love the name, Fear to Fire. <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did you come up with that? Yeah, it, it, it came to me. It came to me in a moment of being quiet. So I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And for someone who has always been a driver and I, I talk now more about a new relationship that I have with time because I get so much more done, but I feel like I have so much more time in the day. And I, I think it's similar to what you might be speaking of right now. Like you feel like That's you're standing right. still and things are happening, but you're um, you really focus and present, right? You That presence with your father when yeah. he was passing, what a gift, My right? Goodness. And, and you talk about the spiritual journey, and it's not just a one-day thing. You learn it. And, and part of the learning is in those really painful moments that later you look back and you say, what a gift. Sometimes we can't notice it in the, in the moment. Like you were talking about the two days that you were in bed when, you know, with the secret thing. It, we don't necessarily see it right away, but we can always look back. And, and find the value. So I think my goal for the last 10 years has been to take less and less time to find the value in the moment, right? So yes. get, there, get there faster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because now is all you got. So make it the best you can. Exactly. Exactly. That, even the last, you know, beginning of this interview is gone. Right. People will listen to it and this, my my grandkids will listen to this in 30 years and they'll be like, wow, he was pretty cool back then. <laughs> but who knows what format <laughs> or, it Or, you know, when I'm dead. Because and none I'm of pissed. the ones... It- <laughs> Just by the way, for the record, when they listen to this when I'm dead, I'm pissed I'm dead. I wish I could be <laughs> here with you. <laughs> but you will, right? Because you yeah. learned that because we are not of our bodies. You will be there, but they won't realize it. Oh my gosh, it's all just full circle all the time, that learning. What is it um what does it mean to be a, a, a re- to go through this recovery coach certification? What's involved in that? Yeah, mostly it's about um so <coughs> I um have had a crazy life. Um, so back in the eighties, I got arrested for drugs and, uh, I realized that, um, it wasn't really the drugs that it was alcohol as well. Um, but more importantly, it was me, you know, um, my wiring. So I started, um, learning more, a little bit more about how to live a life of a productive member of society by going to Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, 35 years in the program, um, 
learning how that if I give and the more I give, the more I help people, uh, the better my life is. And as a matter of fact, because I do that with people that are suffering from alcohol addiction, I don't drink. They might and they do. But I don't. So helping people. My heart is pretty big and I, I do it genuinely, but it, it's a selfish kind of a selfless. Mm. Catch 22 in a way, because you would say I'm selfish by helping people so I don't drink. But that's the reality of it. The more you give, the more you get. And my goal is to not have to go not have to move pain or escape or run from it or be be so petrified in fear that I can't stand it. So I have to you know, numb those feelings because my monkey brain runs a million miles an hour and I can't hide from the fear. So, you know, all that stuff um, what, that was in my brain is was wired for so long that unwiring it is taking a real long time but so i i started a youtube channel and um <laughs> recently been playing around with tiktok because it's the new up-and-coming social media app by far um really fun in three weeks i've gotten more uh followers than i have on youtube in a year but the point is um that you um have to uh face those fears and hit them head on. They feel, so feeling those feelings and I think I'm a little off. If you remind me of your question, I'll go back to it. Bring this full circle. <laughs> no, yeah. it, I was letting you go because it was all good stuff. You know, yeah. what, what I was asking about is the recovery coach certification, but you there added you in all of these other things. And, and, uh, and well, I, you don't, you don't just wake up and say, okay, I'm going to go get a certification to become a recovery coach. Recovery, <laughs> recovery is a broad word. You know, alcoholism is, is one of the, it's become, it's kind of like the word entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, it was like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. Good luck. Get a job. <laughs> you know, you don't have benefits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you don't have sick days get yeah. a job <laughs> I said I don't get sick <laughs> you're not allowed <laughs> but now it has different connotations right? so alcoholism was the drunk laying on the curb in the Bowery or whatever you know um, helpless back then when the founders of the pro Alcoholics Anonymous uh, um, and I, I don't know how much your guests or your listeners know about it, but there were two people that, um, well, one for sure couldn't, couldn't kick alcoholism and, you know, he, he, he worked and he worked and he worked on church and, and the doctor tried to help him. So when he put the two together is when it really came spiritual, bringing the spirituality back into this, that. A lot of people call him God, and God's just a word. It's like kind of like the word water. Water won't get you wet. The word water won't get you wet. The word God is just a universal energy, higher power. Um, there's tons of them. Buddha, whatever you call it, is fine. 
as long as you connect with it and realize that that energy, that God is in control, not you. Because think about this for a minute, and, and this is one of my uh, favorite learnings and teachings over the last year is that I, I help people understand that they don't do anything. You can head in a direction. For example, if you know you have to, um, let, let's just say you're going to go home and cook chicken. So what do you got to do that? You got to get chicken. You got to get it from the grocery store, blah, blah, blah. You know you're going to do all that, but you don't know who you're going to bump into at the grocery store. You don't know that um, your, your stove is um, not going to light or that the, you know, the pan is dirty, so you have to wash it. You know, the, the path is already there. The, the, it's a bad analogy. My point <laughs> is that you can close, you, you, if, if you, if you close your eyes, Heather, mm-hmm. and uh, think of what's going to happen in the next minute, and then tell me when you open your eyes. I Got can't it? think, yeah, yeah, sort of. Heather! I- <laughs> Did you know I was going to scream? No. <laughs> no. See? But you knew we'd be talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, God's plan's bigger than my plan. So, to be able, I think that's where the presence comes from, right? Because we, we move forward toward, you know, our, our goals and, and we doing things and we're serving people but to be able to not be so attached to the outcome of it because there is a bigger plan yeah and we can't control anyone else what they how they respond to our serving or or the things that we're doing or anything so you have to be fluid and accepting yeah, a lot of it starts with language and believing, hearing yourself, believing it, and mm-hmm. becoming it, and then acting on it, taking action. Um, yeah. The language is a big one. So yeah. many, yeah. Go ahead. So many what? So many times during my day, I even catch myself. You know, I can't. Well, you tear the T off a of can't, and you got can. Mm-hmm. Or you scribble the T off, or you erase it. And you have can. Mm-hmm. Just that one from can't to can. And you get to choose. Yeah. And it, and it forces you to ask different questions. Like, let's say I can, right? I'm thinking I can't right now, but let's, let's just say that I can. So how do I do it if I can, right? It, it, you just ask different questions and that opens up the, the possibilities for you and, and where you're focusing because, you know, I work a lot with people who um, are struggling with some some inner demons, right? So they, they might be telling themselves and have gotten into such a pattern, a habit of saying, well, I can't do that or I'm not good enough to try that or and, and a lot of these voices aren't that they're they're all not real, but they're right. not even they're not even theirs. You know, they may have come from other people or you know the way that they viewed a mistake from the past instead of looking at how what they could have learned from it right and so it's all in where you focus and what you take from it and how you interact with it and use it moving forward wow 
Um, I, I could give you a lot, a lot of um, cool things about that exact thing. And basically, um, what you're talking about is uh, as simple as it never worked out for me. It doesn't mm. work. That, that won't mm. work for me. And you're basing that on a past experience where you said the same exact thing. That didn't work out. That won't work for me. So guess what you're going to become? You're going to get what you're asking for. See, there's no right or wrong in this universal vortex of God out there. It just gives you what you ask for. Right. So how about trying to say it's going to work? This will work. This works for me. Mm-hmm. And going at it. This reminds me of a story of a two guys standing at the bottom of, let's just say it's a hundred stairs straight up, right? And the one guy looks at it and says, looks at the other guy and says, wow, that's a lot of stairs. I, I don't know if I can make it. It's like really steep. And, and the other guy looks at him and says, it's a piece of cake. I'm going to run right up them. Tell me who you're going to put your money on. <laughs> Who's going to make it? Definitely. The guy You'll who says he's going to make it. it. If you yeah. look at it like you can't make it. Mm-hmm. You know, bottoms, life has ups and downs. Right. And part of part of me, be, my secrets being found out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm dabbling with the idea of just telling you what the secret is. And I'm surprised you haven't asked me yet. But <laughs> the, the point the point is that hanging on to those secrets always kept my bottoms way more painful, way more timely like lasted way longer see life has an upward plane to it but there's a up and a down flow to it like the the line goes curves ups and downs like a roller coaster on an uphill plane and those bottoms for me this year have become way smaller and way less painful because i look at them with different eyes if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. The the bottoms, when they come, life is going to happen to you. There's not a person in this world, I don't care if you're President Trump or Bill Gates, and I don't want to get political or anything, if you're Steve Jobs, right? They had their downs. Steve Jobs got fired from Apple, <laughs> right? Then he, he went out and tried his own stuff, and came, then they took him back, and he there you are, right? We have we have iPhones now. Yeah. Point is that you have ups and downs. That's how you look at them. And now I look at them. I have I have two statements when pain comes or when adversity comes or chaos. First thing I say is, hmm, that's interesting. And the second thing I say is, I love that. Mm-hmm. Because out of every disturbing moment in my life comes growth. I have never grown by being perfectly comfortable. I've only grown being uncomfortable. So today I look at being comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where the growth comes from. That's true, I so believe that. And you don't even know about my comfort zone thing. I've got this this whole <laughs> aversion to being comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was awesome, total tie in there. And I think that, um, you, you know, I'm going to let you lead this. I, I, you can choose whether, because we have just a few more minutes if you want to share, or if it's just a matter of, for me, 
the secret can be whatever it is for whoever is listening. And everyone has secrets or have held on to secrets. And when you let them go, I know I have. And when you're open and you're, you allow people to see your vulnerabilities for the longest time, I didn't want anyone to see the, the chink in the armor. Right. And I, and when I did, that's when I actually became better at, at who I was and what I was doing was when I let out the screw ups, the mess ups, the, the, the secrets, the pain, the, the times that have fallen and got bloody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've had an addictive quote unquote, a personality or I've been an addicted. My behaviors have been very addictive my whole life and I give up drugs. I give up alcohol. You know, I don't gamble. Um, but I had a lot of all those. I never really overeat. I, I do overeat, but I burn it. Like my mm-hmm. metabolism or whatever, my energy just, I need that fuel for my fire. Um, point is, there was a addiction I had to um, sex that my wife found out about. And that was my secret. Mm-hmm. I was hanging on to it. Um, I had paid for sex a few times and... Uh, it was excruciating because it didn't fill the hole. Mm-hmm. Never. And what hurt the most, I say it like this. I feel like I was driving down the highway with a bottle of vodka in my mouth, drunk. And I crossed the medium and smashed into her car head on mm-hmm. as she was coming the other way without her even knowing it, without her even asking for it, and without her even deserving it. So the pain was more in, in inflicting it upon someone else over, for you there was probably an element of release of, of her finally knowing. The pain came from from Holding her. on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all that, right? Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing okay. Um, well, she seems to say she's staying. That she's she's it, she's in at this moment. Mm-hmm. I've commi- I've committed, and man, I, I have no rocks unturned. I um, as soon as something goes a little wacky in my life, I let people know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's freedom. It's absolute freedom. Mm. That bondage of myself. Yeah. And that just opened this world of spirituality, right? Can you see that? How oh, yeah. like wow, now I'm you know, I'm not I'm not running and hiding anymore. I'm I'm open, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like um when you say it, I, I hear something childlike in your voice. And it's like re- a return to innocence. Because when we can release and let go of the demons, of the secrets, of the things that that we fear about our own selves, then we can become the essence of who we were supposed to be, right? Mm. That. Yeah, be one step closer. Mm-hmm. But it, so it's a, it's a, it, 
how do I put it? You don't even know sometimes what's hurting you. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I guess they say if you drew a circle, one slice of the pie would be 20% of what you know. You know that you know these things. Mm-hmm. Like you know that you know your name. You know that you know your favorite food is cheese raviolis. You, you know you know you know what what 20% of things. Then there's another I think it's like 30% or 35% of you know that you don't know. And what like brain surgery. I know that I'm not a brain <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> I know that I don't know brain surgery. Right? Or mm-hmm. um, yeah. I I know that I know um a lot. So that's like 35%. So that makes it like 55%. So the other 45%, and this is the interesting thing. The other 45% is that you don't know that you don't know. So what's Mm -hmm. going on out there that you don't know that you don't know, that you don't even know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't even know that you know what's going on. (laughs) So does little, it come a little too deep? I, I, no, had to get, no. I had to get away from my secret. It, it was just way too. Yeah, it was too yeah. close. It I, was I too close. I get it. I have to run from that for a minute, but <laughs> I apologize. I, I totally like. No, don't worry. There are no worries here. I, I just, I think that for me, because I spend so much time with fear, I want to shift this for a moment to courage mm. and and the courage that it takes to look at ourselves and to love ourselves through all of it right to be able that's that spirituality that is because it has to start with us we can't be as generous and as kind as we would like to be if we don't love ourselves And so that ability to take a look and accept exactly who we are and still then strive to be better versions of ourselves, right? Then we can give and serve and do all those things that we started this conversation with. But it requires courage. It all requires courage. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, courageous, there's different kinds of different levels of courage. I think you're talking about the inner courage to to um, to listen to something other than yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, on a a, maybe a regular basis, I'll stand up to somebody um, that's not doing the right things. And just tell them. That's not good for you. And this is, you know, straight up that that takes some kind of external courage or to battle the bully, right? To stand up to the bully. Let's let's put it that way. But the courage you're talking about, I think it's courage to change. It's courage to know um, that there's a difference to be made if you do a few things that that. um, Yeah, it's a good word. Courage. Yeah, and I actually rarely use it because I personally believe the opposite of fear is love, not courage. But it struck me that 
um, during our conversation that 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 vulnerability is courageous. So I wanted to make sure to just draw attention to it. Now we're the time is flying by. We're already at forty minutes. So what I would love for you to do, Tony, Tony B, yeah. is provide kind of sum it up for our listeners and provide like some final words of wisdom that you think are most important for people for you to leave with people today everything you are comes from anything you are so anything you are is everything you are mm. anything you are is everything you are so if you manipulate the truth on one at work, you're manipulating the truth with your significant other, or your kids, or just more importantly, you're manipulating the truth with yourself and you don't even see it. But if you look at large audiences once in a while, if you look at people in general, you could tell who they are, what they are, because anything they are is everything they are. Mm, that that consistency in the in their character i love that yeah which is okay if you if if, if you want to be <coughs> a liar mm. then you can lie but just realize you're lying to everybody including yourself more than you think you are right you know um so i like that i like that that that's been a learning for me mm. because it's not what you do in public. It's what you do in the closet. It's what you do behind closed doors. It's what you do in the in in the time you spend with yourself that makes you who you are. I love that. I think that's really powerful, Tony. Thank you. That's us. This has been all over the place, up, down, all around, and I think that our listeners are absolutely going to be able to take away some amazing wisdom from it. I so appreciate the time that you spent with us today. Hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, I'm I'm all fired up now. Can't, can't, <laughs> wait, can't get can't wait to go get the second half of my day done. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Well, enjoy every precious moment of it. Okay, Tony? Yeah. Love <laughs> to do this again sometime. Um, that sounds great. We will. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy Take your care. day. You too. See ya. Bye.